live after the hour. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Code Keepers, we're in for a great learning session today. I mean, sometimes our on the Get On Code show, we you know we really talk about empowerment and how we can be more empowered and how we can really take empowerment in our hands and change things. And we're talking about doing really big things. But today, Code Keepers, today we're really kind of looking at what we can do in small, incremental part of your lifestyle it's it this is different this is different so it's time to all right on. welcome to get on code the fly guy show which is a series of melanated conversations focused on empowerment health wealth and knowledge of self people think in binary choices because they are conditioned to and on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth. So we can build wealth, but we just, for some reason, don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience. Fine. That means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression without an expression becomes depression. Code Keepers, we're in with um, Kari Williams, the author of Microactivism, and she's an activism coach. Code Keepers, she's a coach in activism. We needed this. <laughs> Yo. Give them the yes, Jesus. We needed this, an activism coach. An activism, okay. First of all, I wanna hit you with one of the questions that you can find in this great book, Microactivism. A friend is having a fundraising event for a cause you believe in and are knowledgeable about. The day before the event, the main speaker comes down with laryngitis and your friend asks you to fill in. Why? Are questions like these so important for us to understand microactivism? How does understanding this question kind of help me understand where I fit in the spectrum? Thank you. I, I love that question, Seiko, because the whole point of microactivism is that we are all so unique in our response to the same circumstance, right? So that if in that circumstance, I might respond one way, you may, might respond another way. And understanding our particular response gives us insight into how we're going to be able to most make the impact we wanna make in the world, right? We're gonna be able to say, oh, you know, I'm the person who would jump in and say, I got you, I'm gonna stand up on the stage and I'm gonna take over. That's one person. There's the other person who's gonna say, Oh, you know, mm -mm, no, there's no way I'm doing that. I'm going to do something else. And so I think that it's really important to understand who we are so that we can then move ourselves into a path of activism that is sustainable for us, not something where we're going to burn out in 20 minutes and not be good for anybody. Well, excellent. Excellent. I mean, so code keepers. <laughs> She has the activist archetype quiz. And I just showed you one of the questions and this is actually a primer for some of the questions, you know, that you're gonna pick the answer in the following scenario. So look, this is not just conceptual. 
we have a pathway. We have it laid out in this great book, <laughs> Micro Activism. So now that we've kind of, you know, wetted the waters, primed the pump, if you will, how did we get to you writing a book about micro activism? Well, you know what? I wrote the book because I teach a class on this. I teach workshops on this all the time. And people would come to me and they would say, you know, I, I, I really don't think I'm an activist. I, I'm not someone who goes to a march or someone who's going to stand on a stage. And I realized that people had this really narrow understanding of what activism is and that people who stand on stages and go to marches, absolutely, they are activists, but they're not the whole spectrum of activism. You don't have to be someone who goes out and does that kind of thing in order to make an impact in the world. And I thought, okay, well then let me show people how they can make a difference in their communities, in the larger world, without a bullhorn, without being the person who's taking center stage, because that's just not everybody's role. But everybody can play a part in activism. Absolutely. And I personally think everybody should play a part. I mean, you know, um, there's just such a need. There's so much that needs doing in the world. And if we all just did a little bit in the area that we're interested in, we would live in a very different world than the one we're currently living in. But I think that we get intimidated into just sitting home and doing nothing by the idea that being an activist is one thing only. And when you get rid of that idea and you say to people, no, you know what? It matters if you go and volunteer at your local food bank. It matters if you work at the homeless shelter. It matters if you read to kids in a library. That's all activism. And none of it involves being out on a stage. And I just think it's so important that people understand that because we need each other. But we need each other in our fullness, not just in the one lane. We need all the lanes. So that's why I wrote the book. Wow. We need each other in our fullness. We need each other in our fullness. And the interesting thing about the Get On Code show is we're really focused on intentional generational change. Yeah. So how can we make intentional generational change using your approach of microactivism? And I think I'm kind of begging the question. I think the question actually answers itself. Um, yeah, the question answers itself. So let's go to the other question that's part of the, uh, the canon of Get On Code. How does this lead to empowerment? First off, as soon as you recognize that actually you do have a contribution to make and that you can make a contribution, that right there is empowering. It's the idea that we can't do anything and that we're just victims of our circumstance, victims of society, victims of the things that are done to us that leads us to just give up. And I don't mm -mm, no, there will be none of that. We need to understand that we can take control over our destiny we may not be able to fix everything, but we can move the needle. And that, just moving the needle piece, that's empowering because it means we do have capacity. We do have the capacity to make an impact in the world. We can move things along. And I think it's really important that people understand that. I do as well. And you use the term capacity. And, you know, that's become more and more of the common consciousness that we're concerned about our capacity. So 
one of the things that I really like is you say for our activism to be consistent, it must also be sustainable. I must, so I'm assuming that if I understand where I fit in the spectrum of activism, that it allows me to find my way and to activate in my way, the, in a way that is sustainable. Am, am I barking up the right tree? You are barking up exactly the right tree because what's sustainable for me is not necessarily sustainable for you and vice versa. We, you know, we're each so unique in what we do and how we move through the world that if we don't take that into account, we're going to set ourselves up for failure by trying to meet a standard that someone else created that has nothing to do with us. And that's the danger is when we don't recognize that everyone is not meant to do everything, but everyone can do something and all the contributions matter. And that actually when you have this idea that you have to do everything, you're sabotaging yourself because you can start off really strong. You can be going, you know, great guns, Seiko. And then all of a sudden you hit a wall and, or more to the point, the wall hits you. So, <laughs> you know, you get to choose. Right. You can either take the, the sensible path of building capacity or you can just burn yourself out in the first 20 minutes. Wow, that, that's important to understand. Jill Scott says in one of her songs, everything ain't for everybody. <laughs> mm -hmm. But we can all be activists, but we don't all have to have the, the proverbial bullhorn. Uh, tell exactly. us about the Noah's Ark rule. Tell us about the Noah's Ark rule. So the Noah's Ark rule, you know, I, I just remember as a kid, those, you know, he hearing the story of Noah's Ark and it was like all the animals on the Ark, but only two. And when I was thinking about how I wanted to structure this, this work around microactivism, one of the important things for me was that people understand that they should really try and narrow their focus to one or at most two things. Because Otherwise, you're just spread too thin. We have jobs, we have families, we have friends, we have dogs or cats or fish. We can't do it all. But if you can narrow your focus, if you can say, I'm going to pay attention to this particular cause, I'm going to put my energy over here, then you can move on and you can make a difference rather than just being scattered all over the place and nothing you're doing is actually getting any traction. So that is really the basis of the Noah's Ark rule is pick your one or at most two things and focus on them. If you need to change them at some point, that's fine. You are not wedded to these things, but the point is to keep it down to one or two so that you are in control and you are able to work as well and as effectively as you possibly can. Beautiful. Well, Code Keepers, this is a short and sweet one but it leads us to action. And the action is go buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> go buy the book. Hey, I'm telling you, Code Keepers, this is one for not just the bookshelf, but this is the one that you're gonna have and you're just gonna have on that table and you're gonna read it every week, every weekend, sipping your coffee. This is one of those books because if you're the Code Keeper that I believe that you are, we're involved in activism. And the intriguing, the enlightening pieces Everybody doesn't have to do everything. Code Keepers, you've been watching Get On Code, where we focus on empowerment. We say teach the code, become the code, lead the code. 
We love you, and we ask you to stay involved. Oh, hey, Queen, thank you for your book, and thank you for showing up on Get On Code. Thank you so much. This was great. Thanks.